This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is up, girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 115. Before we get started with this week's episode, or group of anecdotes, I should say, I want to give a shout out to the companies that I use, that I love, and that have supported me through the years. Zildjian Cymbals, Vader Drumsticks, Evans Drumheads, LP Percussion, Gibraltar Hardware, Simpad Accessories, and last but not least, Ultimate Ears In-Ear Monitors. So the past couple of weeks or the the last few episodes have been on the more serious side of things. And I figured that this week I will lighten it up and share with you a couple of anecdotes of one being a very embarrassing moment while on stage, which I've had many, by the way. And another one was a more of a scary sort of helpless type of situation that kind of freaked me out. So again, some of these podcasts are meant to educate you with, the, you know, via motivation and they're, they're, I, I, I want to help you sort of get inspired and empower you and challenge you and try to give you an insight into what it's like being a professional musician or share with you some of the obstacles that I've dealt with and some that I have overcome, some that I haven't. I like to share some insecurities. I like to share some things that I have problems with and try to be as vulnerable as possible. And sometimes there's nothing more vulnerable, uh, excuse me, vulnerable in life than just the truth and embarrassing moments. And I think those are valuable as well because even if you don't necessarily learn from what I'm going to tell you, you will at least uh, laugh at me and spend the next few minutes with me and distracted or whatnot. So I was recently on the road playing a few college shows and I had a conversation with one of our crew guys about embarrassing moments uh, because of something that happened on stage. And it made me want to, uh, it made me think about when the previous time I had encountered something similar and I kept going back to one of the first gigs I ever did after I graduated from college. And I was called to do, to play congas in this Latin jazz quartet. And the show was sort of near Boston in a city called Quincy. And we played sort of during the winter and it was cold and it was super windy and rainy and nobody showed up for the show. Because, you know, people were supposed to dance and be out there. And the point was that there was barely anybody there. Dreadfully so. And we were playing in this sort of like truck-looking stage thing. Um, it's just the whole thing was sort of weird. And there was a weird vibe. So anyhow, we're there playing. We're having a good time. And it stops raining. And more people start showing up. And it was pretty cool. And then next thing you know, there's like a couple of hundred people there. And we're playing and I'm playing and then I'm told, you know, like, you know, I get cued, I should say, uh, of a conga solo. So I start playing and I'm really getting into it. And, you know, I'm trying to develop a motif and trying to borrow, to, you know, 
a solo actually i remember <laughs> so crazy it was i remember uh one of my former teachers ernesto diaz whom i love and i respect and i miss so much he's out there in boston ernesto if you're listening shout out um he does a beautiful conga solo on a song by victor mendoza uh vibraphone uh, vib vibraphonist <laughs> Uh, anyway, with with Antonio Sanchez on drums. So anyhow, I'm sort of borrowing that solo and I'm sort of really getting into it. And for those of you that don't know, congas, the Afro-Cuban instrument, the long drums, uh, you usually play them in pairs. Of course, you can play three of them or four of them or five or six or whatnot, but the standard setup is just two of them. And I'm playing my main one, the one that sits in front of me, and the second one would be to my right which is lower pitched and I'm playing and I'm soloing and I have my eyes closed and I'm super into this and you hear the crowd and, and I reach out and I try to hit the second one on my right and I don't feel anything. I totally whiff. And I thought I just had missed it and I opened my eyes and it was embarrassing enough that I had done that. And I realized that the bandmates were like looking at me and sort of pointing in, in, in the direction of the crowd And when I try to look and try to come to terms of what happened, the conga had like flown out of the stage. The wind, I don't know if it was steep or whatever the hell happened, but the, the second conga had fallen and rolled off stage in the middle of my solo. So not before the spot solo, not during the intro of a song, not during the piano solo. No, no, no. During the one solo I had that day and the conga literally fell off stage and it was so freaking embarrassing. And I had to like, obviously finish soloing with one conga and then I had to go get it with, you know, carry the whole thing back on stage. So that was super embarrassing. And that was the only thing that I could have, or has come close to what I felt the other day because it was just so, I was so overwhelmed with helplessness and embarrassment and, The good thing about that gig, even though obviously it was a professional gig, there was not as much at stake because we weren't playing two tracks or to a metronome or, you know, with certain production elements such as video walls or lighting or, you know, certain cues that, that I would give as a drummer or percussionist or whatnot. Um, and that brings me to this second instance where I basically had a freak out moment in one of the most unforgettable experiences of my life. So a couple of days ago, I was playing a concert in front of a large crowd. I want to say 5,000 people or so. And in the middle of a song, my wireless pack got unplugged. So if you don't know what that means, basically a wireless pack is a little machine that you plug in your headphones to, in this case, in-ear monitors, and they transmit the instruments that are being played around you. So you hear it and it's isolated um, through your in-ears. And through that pack, you hear the tracks, you hear obviously the vocals, you hear every instrument, you hear cues from the crew, and you also hear the metronome, which is incredibly important as you can imagine, you don't need me to explain. And this time around, I had religiously actually, always put the pack in the same place in my pants or on my jeans uh, 
buckled a certain way. Sorry. That's so embarrassing. I love this. And this time I just left it on a different place to my right, which I shouldn't have done it, but I did it anyway. And for some reason I was doing some weird drummer motion and it got unplugged, which means that I, for a few seconds, which felt like an eternity, I felt completely naked or I felt like somebody dropped me off in the middle of the ocean with no live vest. It was the most helpless, most shocking thing ever. And I'm, it's not like I'm practicing or I'm walking around the house and, you know, or I'm jogging and, and my headphones become undone. And that's annoying as it is. Imagine if you're the drummer and you're playing in front of people and you're supposed to play to a click and all this stuff. So it was, I cannot ex begin to tell you how nerve wracking that was and how helpless I felt. And it was so cold. We were playing and it was about 25 degree weather and I had gloves and it was this combination of things. And I was, I waved to my drum tech and he looks at me because everybody can tell that I'm off the click and everybody's looking at me and I'm trying to make this motion. And the only thing I can do is literally grab the wire and show to him that it was unplugged. And of course the faces of panic spread not only to, from my face to the drum tech, but to everybody around. And thankfully it was solved within seconds. But to me, it felt like an eternity. Mind you, I have to say and disclose that this has nothing to do with the product itself, neither the actual wireless pack or my in-ear monitors, nothing like that. I made a mistake and there's not a lot that I could have done to prevent it except, you know, tighten it or put it around the place where I was supposed to put it and how it was supposed to be done. And I didn't do it. I didn't trust myself. I don't know for whatever reason I didn't do it and I paid the price. And it was incredibly, incredibly nerve wracking. It was scary. And obviously the artist knew about it. Everybody knew about it. And I was lucky enough to sort of keep my head straight. And maybe that's an advantage of being in the industry for a long time where you experience crazy things and you more than reacting a certain way, you don't react, if that makes any sense. You keep your composure as much as you can. You take deep breaths and you do, in this case, you don't stop playing. And I didn't, and I was able to kind of mask it. And, you know, for me, it was longer or it felt longer and it felt more frustrating than it really was for everybody. But um, yeah, that was very freaking embarrassing. And I'm telling you about it right now and I almost feel like crying. So on that note, before I go cry myself to sleep, I want to thank you so much for listening to a very real and vulnerable Music Mentor Podcast. <laughs>